This week's show opens with some not-so-good news for Fiat Chrysler. And why is Jeep laying off so many workers? Later in the show, I'll review the one and only Jamic and let you know how to win the one we're giving away. We go in-depth the do's and don'ts of getting good video on the trail. We play your voicemails, read your reviews, and Nikki G stops by as well. We'll go over the pros and cons of selecting a mechanic for your Jeep repairs, talk about diagnosing steering problems on solid axles, and Nate gives us the breakdown of the aluminum Dana 44. It's all happening on episode 268 of the Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace First week in G. Well, it's all now in the hands of the investigators. French investigators have referred Fiat Chrysler automobiles for possible prosecution over abnormal emissions of nitrogen oxide pollutants from some of its diesel engines. You guys may have been hearing my, me report on this over the last couple of few weeks, and it seems there's been a new development. A file on the automaker has been passed to prosecutors, while investigations into other car brands continue. The decision makes the FCA the third manufacturer to be referred to French prosecutors after Volkswagen and Renault. The referral follows a testing program carried out by French regulators last year for a number of different car makers. According to findings published last July, FCA's Jeep Cherokee model emitted eight times the NOx uh, limit on a slightly modified regulatory lab test. The Fiat 500X emitted almost 17 times the limit in road testing, the report said. FCA reiterated on Tuesday that its diesel vehicles were fully compliant with applicable emissions requirements. An FCA spokesman added that the group had not been informed of the facts behind the French allegations, but looked forward to having the opportunity to respond. The company had already provided some information to the French authorities that showed the results of some of their tests did not correspond with those done by the Italian Ministry of Transport and the carmaker itself. The FCA spokesman said the company had reservations about the test carried out on a single vehicle sample and, according to test methodologies, the group said, were not provided by the current regulations. Yet the car maker would cooperate with the investigation and remained confident that the matter would be clarified in due course. Now, last month, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, accused FCA of using hidden software to allow excessive diesel emissions to go undetected, leaving it facing a maximum fine of about $4.6 billion. FCA CEO Sergio Marchione angrily rejected the U.S. allegations, saying there was no wrongdoing and FCA never sought to create software to cheat emissions rules. He also stressed FCA's situation cannot be compared with Volkswagen's. Tensions have also arisen between Rome and Berlin after Germany raised concerns over the 500X, the Fiat Doblo, and Jeep Renegade, alleging that they were equipped with illegal cheating software. FCA, of course, rejects the allegations. Well, and your parting gift is... Congratulations! A pink slip! Fiat Chrysler Automobiles expects to lay off 3,200 workers temporarily beginning in April as part of its plans to spend $700 million to retool a plant in Toledo for the next generation Wrangler. The workers will be laid off for up to six months, according to documents the company filed with the city and the state. Jody Tinson, an FCA spokesperson, said the layoffs had been anticipated because of the time needed to end Cherokee production in Toledo in an adjacent plant and prepare for production of the new Wrangler there. The workers are expected to be called back, and the company has said it would add additional 700 jobs on top of that. Additional workers would likely be hired in a phased-in approach as opposed to hiring them all in one day, Tinson said. So, you know, but still, hey, that's a lot of jobs. 
The UA worker, UAW workers will receive an average of 95% of their weekly take-home pay through unemployment insurance and benefits through a combination of state benefits and union contracts with the company. Needless to say, should be a very comfortable six-month vacation for these auto workers. The company is planning to move production of the Jeep Cherokee from the Toledo North assembly plant to a plant in Belvedere, Illinois, and will need to retool Toledo North to produce the new Wrangler, since it said the company has, quote, not given a time frame on when the current generation Wrangler is going to be ending production, end quote. The Wrangler is currently assembled at Toledo South plant. Fiat Chrysler also plans to spend $350 million to retool the Belvedere plant for the Cherokee production. Changes in Toledo would allow the company to boost production from a maximum of 240,000 vehicles per year to a mass of 350,000 vehicles per year. A big jump in what looks to be a smart investment in the FCA Jeep futures. Hey, if you're out there listening to this right now and are one of the affected workers facing this layoff, well, give us a call, would you? Let us know what you guys think of this and what you're planning on doing with all that paid time off. Hey, one other I thing, guys. We job. <laughs> yeah, right. We recently reported how well the show is doing, a little pat of our own back. And it's all due to you guys, the audience. The Jeep Talk Show continues to break records in February. That's right, guys. We broke records in not only January, but also continuing to do so in February. We need to thank you guys for your support. We can tell you are letting your friends and the Jeep family know about the show. If you've been considering advertising on the show, well, we encourage you to do it sooner than later. Ad pricing increases with our downloads, so might want to get that information in real quick. To get information in on advertising by going to jeeptalkshow.com slash advertising. Once again, that's jeeptalkshow.com slash advertising. And I want to thank each and every one of you out there who not only listen to the show, but help us out by submitting stories for segments like This Week in Jeep. If you've got something you think we should be reporting on or you got a response to any one of our stories, make sure you drop us a line. Let us know by sending an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Holy crap. Six months off. Uh, I, I know. Mean, 95% pay. But, I know. But oh, can you imagine those poor bastards having oh. to go back to work after six months of daytime that's TV? That's what I was thinking. Late that's night. exactly what I was thinking. I was like, well, okay, getting laid off, it kind of sucks, yeah. you know. But hey, you're getting 95% of your pay. Yeah. That, that's, you know, that's, I can't complain about that, really. So in, in six months, time off, paid like that. Yeah, that, that last week before going back to work <laughs> is just going to suck. It's like... Well, I felt sorry for them until you said <laughs> yeah. they get ninety five percent of their pay. It would be yeah. like it would no, be no, like really. <laughs> it'd be like you know six hundred people going. Would it be wrong for me to call in sick on the first day back after six months off? Oh, I really need imagine? another day. Fired. <laughs> and I also too, I hope it's not. I think they're unionized up there, so it's probably not the case. But I hope it's also not a way to get rid of some of the workers they don't want. So they can well, no, because they are bringing back, them. and they are going to be uh, putting another seven hundred jobs on top of that. So I mean, they're they need the workforce, and and I I doubt that you know once you're in a new facility and have to you know get going into production right away, there's not a whole lot of time to train people, and so you want oh, that crew on board that knows how to run the equipment. You're right. That's what the, that's what they're doing. It'd here. be better to bring them back than uh, get people trained, then let them go. I see your point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. You know, I've I've been through a uh, well. I, I worked one place for 16 years, so it was it was quite an unusual thing uh, working a couple of years and then having to look for a job and working for another couple of years. So uh, actually, it was more than a couple, but still not 16. I, I like that job security. And when, yeah. when you don't have it, I mean, I know you get used to it, but 
Oh, I wish we didn't have to get used to that. Well, I, these guys are all UAW. That's uh, the the yeah. uh, auto uh, United Auto Workers Union or whatever. So you know they do have some protection there as well, and I'm sure that they don't have to worry about too much. I wonder what they're doing for health insurance for that six months. I'm wondering if that lapses or not. That's a really good question, actually. I, I think that would be probably the only negative thing to it, unless you're you know living at 101 percent of your paycheck and you're only getting 95 percent. Yeah, right. <laughs> But I, I guess you could cut back on beer or something, right? I know, crazy, oh, crazy some, talk. Certainly not Jeep crazy. parts. <laughs> no, not Jeep parts. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. All righty. Well, if you've been listening to the last uh, five or six episodes, you know we've been doing a series on axles. Actually, uh, Extreme Nate with our Wrangler Extreme segment uh, sat down and recorded uh, a, a segment for each one of the axles. And uh, tonight, last week it was about the Dana 44. Uh, this week it's going to be about the aluminum Dana 44, which when you first think of that, you go, oh, that sounds good. But Maybe not. Let's uh, yeah. find out more information on the aluminum Dana 44 from Extreme Nate. Hey Jeepers, it's Nate with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. Tonight I'm going to talk about a less common axle, the aluminum Dana 44, also known as the Dana 44A. So the strength of this axle is it's slightly lighter than the standard Dana 44 you'll find just about everywhere else. Uh, some of the components are beefier from what I'm reading, like the ring and the ring gear specifically, and the carrier, of course. If the ring gear is larger, the carrier's got to be larger too. Larger usually means stronger, but it's not always the case. In this case, from what I'm reading, it is. Uh, some of the weaknesses. So the Dana 44A is not all aluminum. The Axle tubes, the brake hardware, all that, they're all standard uh, cast iron or steel or whatever they're made out of normally. Uh, the center section, however, which is you know the, the actual differential or the pumpkin, is all aluminum. So one of the weaknesses is that it's aluminum. So if you're in the rocks or if you, say, jump your Jeep or whatever, anything that puts a lot of stress on the center section of the, the housing or if you're going to be dragging it across, you know, rocks and whatnot, uh, it's not going to hold up as well for the same reason that, that aluminum wheels don't necessarily hold up as well in the rocks uh, because aluminum is more prone to cracking than it is to scratching or, or denting. Um, so that's really the biggest problem with these axles. That, and they don't necessarily have as big of an aftermarket following as a standard Dana 44 will. Uh, the weight is around 220 pounds, so if you remember from my Dana 44 segment, that's a little bit lighter, but not terribly, maybe 20-30 pounds. These, uh, these were only in a couple years of the ZJ and WJ. Uh, so, like I said, aftermarket support isn't strong because there's just not a lot of these things out there. The axle shafts, uh, they're 30 spline, the same way the standard Dana 44 is, or at least the standard modern Dana 44 is. Um, like I said, they came in the ZJ and WJ. From what I'm reading, the model years run from 1996 to 2004, and I don't think they were in every single one of these things. Um, from what I hear, there's only a, a small range within there, though I couldn't nail down what that range was, where they actually had the aluminum center section. Apparently, Dana and Jeep had decided, let's go back to a cast housing like we do normally, um, because there were some problems with wear and tear, I guess, related to bearings. So are these things worth upgrading? 
some people say that this is actually a an improved housing over the standard Dana 44 because of that larger ring gear and the larger carrier. So maybe in the, at the end of the day, it's still a Dana, a Dana 44. It's a little bit lighter. Uh, it's got a 30 spline shaft, the same as a standard Dana 44. But like I said, the aftermarket support isn't quite there. So maybe you're going to have trouble upgrading it to begin with. Some people say that simply trussing these things and putting a skid plate on them is good enough and you end up with a slightly stronger Dana 44. Um, I'm going to say the same as with a standard Dana 44. The max tire size you want on these things is like a 35 to a 37. All right. Thanks for listening. If you uh, if you want to chat more about these things or if you want to read more about the details I've gathered about the 44A, hit me up on the Jeep Talk forum. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Nate. We really appreciate that. Great information about the, uh, the various axles. So... Um yeah, you know, uh, I had actually heard that those weren't the greatest axles. They weren't as nearly as strong as the the Dania forty fours. I'll just throw that out there. It, it, it it's a, it's an opinion, and it may not be right. But you can uh, certainly check on that yourself uh, before you decide to upgrade to a, an aluminum Dania forty four. Which I think those things were used in the Grand Cherokees, weren't they, Josh? Yeah, that's what that's what Nate was saying. Is uh, that they were in the, the specific year of Grand Cherokee and the the ZJs and the WJs and and. I mean, yeah, the guts of them could, I guess, be considered stronger than a Dana 30, uh, Dana 35 rather, um, you know, but, and that would, it would be an upgrade from a Dana 35, but side by side going down a list of pros and cons between a cat, you know, a a cast steel, you know, Dana 44 out of like an old, you know, Wagoneer or, or an old, you know, Comanche or even a, you know, Cherokee, uh, versus a, you know, a Dana 44 out of a, out of a WJ that's aluminum. You go down the list pros and cons and you're going to end up choosing, the the cast steel one over the aluminum one just because of you know everything that you're going to be checking off so so i i think that the, the main reason they were going with aluminum was to uh get that mpg up so they could uh likely you've heard jeeps talking about <laughs> aluminum production in the in the new generation of wranglers uh, right. just for that exact reason now whether or not that was you know part of the cause back then for you know using the aluminum in the axles you know who's to say uh, but you know, certainly it's it's a possibility. Well, I think that's what killed the uh, the XJ, the Cherokee, was that they just couldn't get anything better than twenty miles per gallon out of it. And of course, they had made nearly three million of them. I guess it was time yeah. the people on the line were getting bored. Give us something else to build, please. Oh. And then they got the Liberty, and it was like, oh, holy hell! Give us the XJ. I'll be back. careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great information, and uh, you know, Nate, uh, not trying to. Uh, uh, crap on your information. We just want to. Oh make no, sure. not not at all. Everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, we sure. just want to make sure that everybody uh, is uh, has the best information available, and it very well could be what you're telling them, <laughs> not what us what we're telling them. <laughs> well, keep the keep the uh, keep the good stuff coming, Nate. We appreciate it. Yep, yep, and we'll do another one next week. You're listening to a four x four by four radio network podcast. That's right. The Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. If you'd like to find out what that's all about, we'll just head over to 4x4radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com and learn about the 4x4 podcast there, the Center Steer podcast, and the Trail Chasers podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all your off-road audio. Hey, man, if you love Land Rover information, you got to check out the Center Steer podcast. Uh, if you love interviews, great interviews, you got to check out Trail Chasers podcast. 
uh, you know, we've had uh, uh, Cody on here before, and he's done a great job for us uh, filling in. So you can just well imagine how well he's doing over there for those interviews for uh, Trail Chasers podcast. Yeah, and Dan at the 4x4 podcast, he's got all the off-road news. He covers a lot of the racing stuff as well, and, and of course, a lot of the stuff that's outside of the Jeep world. So uh, you definitely want to check that out. I believe his most recent, and he's back doing them again. He was actually uh, out of pocket there for a few months. You know, he works for the uh, the military. Uh, in a you know in a as yeah he was in a black helicopter somewhere you know as, I don't know uh, he was doing some as sort a of soldier nothing convert I cannot confirm nor deny what I was doing away from my jeep I liked I have to admit though I liked it better when he was a captain so we could call him Captain Dan but anyway <laughs> yeah, you know I I never I never will let go of that Dan uh, <laughs> but I believe he's uh, his most recent episode uh, of the four by four podcast is uh, interviewing a gentleman from um, King of the Hammers. Outstanding. I yep. wish I could have gotten out to that. That would have been a lot of fun to see. Be, uh, a lot of dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shut up and listen. Shut up. And- so shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. You know, I was just thinking, <clears throat> I bet you people who are new listening to this are like, what kind of open is that? <laughs> Shut up. Um, anyway, I want to announce the winner of my secret Black Jeeps Rock giveaway. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of contestants. Well, it was a secret. Um, that was the problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was sick during that time, so I didn't promote it as well as I should have. But anyway, um, I need Bob Bob Black Jeeps to send me an email with your address. So I can mail out your Rubicon Hitch cover and all those other little goodies. So that's Baba Black Jeeps. Please send me an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com. You know, when you started saying Baba Black Jeeps, I thought you were stuttering on Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Anyway, springtime is just around the corner, and for, for some of us, that means it's time to hit those trails, but then there's some of us who don't stop hitting those trails all year long. Well, a lot of us Jeepers like to record our trail rides and rock climbs. We like to mount our cameras in many locations on our Jeeps, from the front dash to an axle view. But what camera do you use? How long does your battery last? And are you able to get more than an hour or two of a recording? Me? Well, I still record the old-fashioned way with my Sony HD Handycam. I set it up on my dash. (laughs) That's a camera. (laughs) I know. I set it up on my dash with this little suction cup mount, and I... Place it on this weighted base, like you see here. You're going to roll that Jeep one of these days and kill yourself with a camera. I know. (laughs) However, this is not an ideal setup. Ah. Yes. No, 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 no. As I wheel a lot on bumpy, rocky trails or I climb those steep hills, my camera, which is not securely attached to my dash, falls over or falls off my dash. Now, I would love to mount it on my windshield, but the camera is just too long and it doesn't fit. But I really, really like using this camera because 
of the simplicity of recording. I just turn it on and I flip the little viewer open like this and I just hit record. Because I'm a one-man band, which means it's just me and my Jeep, I don't have a partner sitting with me to help run the camera, I need this simplicity. And I haven't found any newer, simpler, easy camera to use by myself. Now, I do have the Kodak's Pix Pro, which is a knockoff of the GoPro. And it's small enough to mount anywhere in your Jeep, but it syncs with my phone for the use of the control button so you can mount it outside of your Jeep as well and operate it through your phone. However, being I'm a one-man band, this is difficult for me to use. I need to focus on my driving, so that's why I just stick with my old-timer video camera. But I would really, really like to find something where I can mount it on the outside of my Jeep and it be simple and easy to operate. Um, so I don't know if anyone has any great ideas they would like to share with us. I know this is a common problem with other Jeepers out there. Um, who are looking for long-lasting batteries, easy to use, especially when you're driving by yourself. Um, and also the Kodak's Pix Pro, I don't know about the GoPro mounts. They don't work well with the Jeep. They're meant to be put on like a helmet or your arm. Um, so I would need to find mounts that would work with my Jeep. And I would love to hear what others use I know there are other Jeepers who have talked to me on social media about what camera I use because they haven't found anything that they like. Um, so, Tony, Josh, I don't know if you have anything you'd like to share with us. Oh, about I sure cameras. do. And I of know course. Tony does. Josh like, does. Heck, he was, he was even building a drone to film his, uh, his off-road adventures at one point in time. Well, I have built it. I just need to... You know, I should have read the instructions. I, you're supposed to use Loctite <laughs> on all, everything, and I've lost. RTFM, Tony. I've RTFM. lost. Yeah, I've lost a bunch of screws, so I have to go through and rebuild the whole thing with Loctite. So it just—it's oh. been sitting over there in the chair. But that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of screwing. I, I'm so, <laughs> well, I'm I'm man enough to do it. So, Josh, well, what did uh, what did you have? What uh, ideas well, did you I, have for? You know, I've, I used to have a little point and shoot, which was a lot of fun for the stills and mm -hmm. and for some quick, very easy. Um, you know, video and stuff. And, and it really wasn't all that, you know, higher resolution and, and, and all that stuff, but it served its purpose. And, uh, and that was nice to, you know, here, you know, toss somebody a camera and, and here, take some pictures and stuff. Um, of course, this, you know, cell phone technology has increased and, and, you know, you've got 12 megapixel cameras in our, in our, in our phones nowadays. Um, those make a great addition, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't rely on my phone or anything like that um, for an off-road camera, as it were. I do like the GoPros, and I've, I've got a couple. I've got a first-generation. i got a GoPro Hero 3 as well, and I've got various mounts and stuff. I've got a suction cup mount. I'm holding one up for our live uh, audience right now, um, which I can mount to my window, um, windshield, back window, hood? side, door, yeah. you name it. You can um, put, put that on the hood or... Uh, yeah, you can put that, that on the hood. That suction works really good. And, yeah, it's, it's a real... I mean, this is, a, I would say, a good two-and-a-half-inch you know, plus... Uh, suction cup that is has a very good mechanical action to it. Do you spit and, on your uh, hand or you just lick it directly? Oh, I just oh, gross. It, you know, I just <laughs> <laughs> he licks the window. 
I'm a window licker. What can I and say? The women on um, the trail feign. Ah! And I've also I've also got a uh, a big alligator. Oh, that scared uh, me. Clip. And this thing this thing can um, open up to <laughs> I think a good two two and a half inches. And it's got a rubber strap in there, which you can really you know cinch it down on something smaller like a like a handlebar if if that's what you were going to use it for. But I find this works really good on um on uh, you know the the front of bumpers and stuff, yeah. you know, tubes out in front of the bumpers or uh, roof racks and stuff. Sliders. And it's got a, it's got a really, Excuse yeah, me. that's good audio there for you, really <laughs> big gooseneck that is super stiff. I mean, you really have to put some muscle into it to move it. I mean, it's, it's solid. No, seriously. And so, was that one of the things that we talked about on Amazon where yeah, there was I know, a this curve? looks horrible for, for those who have a, a vivid imagination. Yeah. On, uh, I'm, uh, yeah. The video there. Um, but you know, I've also got like little tripods, um, yeah, you, those you know, are got great. a couple, you know, one of these, they're very easy to throw just in a, in a little, I've got, I've got one of these, um, it's like a pencil pouch kind of that you would have in an old notebook and it's, it's got, you know, some vinyl inside. So it protects my electronics from moisture and whatnot. And I throw, I throw, you know, a couple charging cables, little accessories like mounts and this tiny tripod and stuff. And so if I want to set my camera up on a rock really quick and then back down the trail some or back down the obstacle and then rerun that, I can have a still video great you know point of uh, point of view and stuff mm -hmm. like that but you know i found one other thing that was really awesome for for getting some video and uh, i have this very old school oregon scientific digital camera and and this thing is uh, it's a video camera it doesn't do the greatest resolution um but it does do 30 frames per second and um i i mount this thing on top of my axle oh yeah uh, so i'll mount this thing on top of the back axle or on top of the front axle pointing backwards or something like that and get some amazing video of the of the um, suspension and the and the axle articulating and stuff like that. It's not the greatest, you know, of of quality like I said, but it's a view of uh, that you you know you hardly ever see anywhere else. So well, you know if, if you actually it's disposable too. I got this off of like Craigslist for 20 bucks. Oh, that's great. You wow. know, if you watch the professionals, quite often they go to less expensive cameras uh, under the underneath the vehicles. So the the less the quality of the video is not so as important as the content. Just the, yeah. the new aspect, throwing in the different views. When you use your GoPro, how long of a battery life does it have? Well, that's the thing with the GoPros is you either have to carry some a couple of batteries with you, maybe even an extra SD card or something like that. They do when you're doing you know 720 or 1080 and you're doing 30 or 60 frames per second. You know, I mean, you're eating up a lot of you. That the, the little circuit board inside that camera is having to work pretty hard to, to generate all of that, you know, high quality video. And, and so you're, you know, you want to be able to use a, if you don't have a newer generation um, GoPro, I'm, let me tell you, the, the, the ability to sync it up with your smartphone and be able to see what your GoPro sees, be able to control it, be able to flip it upside down if you want to, um, you know, stop it and start it, you know, change to a picture, change to burst shot, all that stuff you can do directly from your phone through the GoPro app that's all free and everything like that. I know this sounds like a plug and all that, it's not. Um, but, well, uh, uh, that way you can shut the video off. You can shut the camera off. You can let it, you know, rest and, and, and not use its battery when you're not filming, you know, directly because sometimes you're just going down the trail. You don't need to be filming that. Your camera doesn't even need to be on for that. You know, yeah, so I feel, I mean, I don't, I have never used the GoPro, but with the kicks, the Kodak's Pix Pro, I yeah. just feel the, the app that you use to operate it is just really difficult and i'm trying to drive well you should uh you should look at the more expensive uh, gopro or uh, do what i did i didn't feel comfortable spending you know 300 bucks for a uh 
a POS camera and you know that everybody their own you, you love the GoPro that's fine a lot of professional places use them too uh, but I found uh, the contour cameras uh, that I liked it was more of a like that one that you had Josh it was uh, more of a, uh, c- a cylinder and I think right. easier to place in places than this uh, Kodak looking square uh, uh, I forget the name brownie camera uh, looking thing that the GoPro uh, case is so I actually bought a couple of them for, I think I got them for like 110 or $115 a piece, the early uh, models. And they had a boatload of uh, the uh, amounts, all kinds of mounts, much like the ones Josh was talking about. I have a mount that I can go, uh, that I can mount one of those uh, uh, contour cameras on an axle or on the, uh, the front bumper, the, the, uh, the bar on the front bumper, uh, a couple of suction cups. And uh, I actually have a, a dash cam. I think some of you guys have seen some of my dash cam oh, yeah. videos. So I've got the dash cam, two contours, and of course I got my cell phone. And I got a couple of those little tripods, mini tripods like Josh has. And, and with all this equipment, just between Josh and I, you'd think we'd have a lot more videos. You'd think, yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> now, you just got to stick with the handy dandy old fashioned one. Right. Uh, hey, the videos are good from that, but yeah. I can well imagine it's a lot of hassle. But, you know, that's kind of the thing with all my cameras. I mean, the, the dash cam comes on, goes on and off uh, with the power uh, on the Jeep. But uh, the uh, the do contours, I got to set them up and I got to turn them on and they just record. So that means that if I'm going to be on a multi-hour uh, outing, I need to have some way of recharging those things. Uh, the batteries are, are internal. You can't change them. So... Uh, you, you're gonna have to. It's like most anything when you're doing video, you got to plan what you're doing, and right. um, you know it's that. In a way, that doesn't that makes the wheeling not fun. But if you're trying to make a good video, you need multiple angles, and right. or you just need you just need a spotter. <laughs> Here, yeah, hold this. <laughs> well, and sometimes with me, I don't want to like hold up the rest of the group. It's like, hey, wait a minute, I want to. You know, because everybody's there to wheel and wheel and wheel. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, I mean, if you're taking 15 minutes to set up a tripod and stuff, I mean, if you just hop out of your Jeep, you know, <laughs> you know, run up the trail, you know, 20 feet, 30 feet, and, you know, boom, 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 yeah. set up a camera, quick pause, okay, you know, boom. I mean, you're done in just a couple of minutes, if that, and in right. and out of your Jeep. Everybody there is going to understand. They're probably going to yeah. be jealous, if anything. Oh, I wish oh, I, I would have brought a tripod. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, next time we're out, I'm going to do that. The girlfriend you know, slapping him on the on the shoulder. Why don't yeah. you do things like that? Because <laughs> I just need somebody... to um, be more ahead, selfish. Tim. There you go. There you go. That's difficult for a mom to do, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, seeing seeing yourself um, or seeing other people wheel is, is is one thing, and you know, oh yeah, no, that's my buddy, you know, so and so, and and look at him crawl that rock and all that, so, you know, that sort of thing. And but be, being able to see yourself wheel, yeah, you know, that that's that's something else. I mean, it, I guess it, it kind of you know feeds into into all of our egos and and yeah. the inner narcissist well, it, and all that sort enjoyable. of stuff. Yeah. Look, look I mean, at my Jeep go. If you're stuck <laughs> yep. at the office, you're supposed to be working. You can't go wheeling. What's the next best thing to do? Jump on YouTube and watch somebody That's else right. go wheeling. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I'll mention this to you, Tammy. Now, you used to work in the business, and I'm sure you already know this. A lot of people don't get the external shots. They get everything set up for internal, uh, maybe yeah. even you know, uh, just right there at the front of the Jeep or, or whatever, but nothing back away from the Jeep. So having an individual uh, video uh, your trek through the woods and having some editing software, video editing software, is mm-hmm. crucial. You can't just yeah. throw up, you know, uh, two hours worth of unedited video on YouTube and oh. have expect anybody oh, to watch more than like, thirty seconds oh, of it. Yeah, I know. Well, so it's Tony a lot of work. Raised, 
you've raised two good points. I, I just want to you know touch over one more time, and that mm, that's you know two planning points. ahead, having having. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I never a new record. Well. <laughs> Uh, um, no, but Tony mentioned something about you know having the ability to charge, and and that's one thing with the GoPros is you know when you're out on a you know all day wheeling trip, sure you might wheel for you know two or three hours, and there's going to be some stopping and some downtime and all that sort of stuff. Grab your camera, throw the USB mm-hmm. you know cable into the cigarette lighter adapter thing, and throw a quick fifteen minutes onto your battery or something like that while you're having lunch. Make sure you have a splitter or something like that. You can charge two or three devices all at the same time. You know, and then and then the other thing was, um, you know, being able to to mount this securely and getting the external shots. You know, even a suction cup mount on the side. I can't tell you some of my best my best footage is holding the camera out with my left hand <laughs> way out. You know, on the on, yeah. out, outside, kind of angling it back towards the towards a little bit and getting that that front tire and the and the and the fender and, and you know being able to see some of the ground and all that and uh, and that that even that alone is going to be far better than just. You know, holding it in front of you. You know, looking at yeah, out the windshield. Look or it down like your that. hood. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I'll I'll mention this one thing, and I, I bet you you guys would think of it too. Once you have your uh, one hundred to three hundred dollar camera hanging out there all by itself, where you can't do anything except watch it fall. Uh, I uh, I got some paracord and I tied it on, the, uh, on my camera. Because the wrist strap may look a little infeminate, guys, but <laughs> trust me. <laughs> It's a well, lot better than crying I, over an $800 camera that's broken on the rocks under your Jeep. I tied it off to the Jeep. I mean, I had it in a position where I couldn't get close to it enough to it. So I made sure that it was long enough where it would dangle. And I not you made sure it was OSHA approved. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, those suction cups are very good, but uh, they dry. And that's why I was making the joke about uh, how Josh wets mounts. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, they, this I I would never ever leave one of these suction cup mounts, uh, you know, more than like a single run. Right, you know, it would come off after that and back into the Jeep or get remounted somewhere else or something like that. Totally temporary mounts, guys. Yeah, you hear that crunch and you go, <gasps> well, I hope that uh, the uh, the micro SD card is salable. Sal- yeah, right. <laughs> I can still use it. I can't even say the word. All right. Well, folks, anything you would like to ha- add about cameras, we'd love to hear from you. And there's tons of ways you can do that. You can email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com. And you can leave us a voicemail on our website at jeeptalkshow.com over on the right-hand side of the screen. Or you can go over to our mobile-friendly site, jeeptalkform.com. It's a new form that we created just for you, and it's not your typical form. There's no flaming or telling you to go to Google to do your search, and there are no dumb questions. You can also find out more about all the stories and information we share here on the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkform.com. Hope to see you there. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey Jeepers, this is uh, Rob from Antonio, Texas. Hey guys, it's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey guys, this is Cody from Indiana. Hello Jeep Talk Show crew, this is FJ Rick. Hi guys, this is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show, this is Jason, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi. This is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Free. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, Secretary Jake calling. This is John, Free Runner in 1982, and on today's Radio Context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, Anal Probe Restraint System. No! No. 
no, 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 that's not right. <laughs> we love our listeners. Uh, we certainly do. And uh, uh, I know this is going to sound like a bitch session, but I, <laughs> I'd like for you guys to uh, get over to iTunes and give us some reviews. Tammy, Josh, you've probably seen this. We haven't had an iTunes review since February the 3rd. <gasps> no. That's, that's that's almost like two Horrible. weeks. Dun, dun, dun. So oh, we'd yeah. like for you guys, I know we have a lot of uh, iTunes listeners out there. Uh, please take a moment and uh, go over there and give us a five-star review. Let us know what you think about the show. And remember, we make sure we tell uh, the truth about every review we get good bad or ugly fortunately we get a lot of good reviews and speaking of good reviews let's get to our reviews tonight yeah we had uh, a couple on our facebook actually if you would like to do that just facebook.com slash jeep talk show and uh, kenneth uh, maliga he went ahead and reviewed the jeep talk show gave us a five-star review david jones also reviewed the talk show uh, jeep talk show gave us a five-star review as well he says, I'm a commercial truck driver, and Josh, Tammy, and the red rascal Tony keep me entertained and <laughs> informed that. of my long days staring out of a windshield. He says, I've got a 1992 Wrangler YJ, and the answer to the million-dollar question is, it's a black Jeep. <laughs> thank Yay. you all for a great show. And thank you. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. So, so unfair. <laughs> Seriously. Now, thank you, David Jones. We really appreciate it, man, and, uh, and you know, keep on trucking. Jeep. And we have Matt and Mandy Honer reviewed the Jeep Talk Show on Facebook and gave us five stars. Great show, guys and gals. I drive a lot, and this is a great way to pass my time while driving. Couldn't ask for anyone better to represent the Jeep community. Keep up oh. the great work. Nice. And on the Twitter, That's as Tony super. says. I'm sorry, that was a super nice thing to say. We really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for those kind words. Um, on the Twitter, M-Y-E Jeep, at M-Y-E underscore Jeep, in reply to the Jeep Talk Show, at Jeep Talk Show, love your show. Keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. Now, how, I mean, I'm thinking of another word that begins with G he could have used instead of good. I'm thinking great. <laughs> Just say it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Take it for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, hey guys, if uh, if uh, this isn't good enough, like that review that uh, for Tony there, um, and you're looking for more of the Jeep Talk Show, well, then you guys need to tune in every Tuesday for the live call-in show. Tony and Tammy are going to take your guys' calls live on the air. They're going to have guests and give you that extra Jeep fix that you need to, well, carry you through the week. Want to join in on the fun? Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com for the show times and the phone numbers, and well, hey, don't worry about missing the show when you call in. Got it set up to where the show streams to you right over your phone live during the call just couldn't be any easier. Once again, head over to jeeptalkshow.com to get all the information. If we could, we'd dial the number for you to make it just that much easier. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. because I, I It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Over the last few weeks, we've been giving special attention to the Wranglers, the TJs and the YJs, and more specifically, we sprinkle in some JK stuff every now and again, and, well, you know, heck, even last week we were talking about the latest generation of Grand Cherokees and some of their suspension quirks. Well, this week I wanted to get back into the Cherokees and the older Grand Cherokees for just a minute, and something that plagues a lot of them, especially nowadays. Now, you guys remember a few weeks back me talking about the 2001 Cherokee I recently purchased for my stepson. It has a bit higher miles on it than I would have liked, but when I saw the condition, its maintenance records, and, well, the thread history, the repair history of the Jeep, well, it was a done deal. One of the bargaining chips I had going, had going for me and talking the owner down in their asking price was the fact that the heater core was starting to go out. 
The owners, an older couple, the wife retired, and the husband just a few years away from retiring as a postal worker himself, they've been a Jeep family since the 70s and just bought a new-to-them Grand Cherokee Wagoneer, or a WJ, rather, I'm sorry. So it was time for the little XJ Cherokee to find a new home. Needless to say, the couple didn't really know too much about vehicle mechanics or how to diagnose or troubleshoot most problems that would arise, so when they noticed the windshield fogging up and there being a slight coolant smell in the cab, they thought it was time for a coolant flush. Well, that, of course, wasn't going to fix the issue, so what was going to create those symptoms? Well, clearly, it was the heater core going out. Now, for those who aren't familiar with that term, going out, it means... No, I'm just kidding. The heater core is a vital part of the vehicle's cooling and HVAC system, or heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. The fluid in the radiator flows through hoses fed by the pressure created by the water pump. This coolant cycles all through the motor to wick the heat away. The hot coolant then returns to the radiator, where the air that is cooler than the hot engine you know, temperatures itself travels across the fins of the radiator and cools it off. Now, underneath your dash and behind the glove box is the typical home for the heater core. This unit houses the fan, which you control with your knob on your lever on your, with your heater controls on your dash, and the various blending flaps and doors and all that stu- sort of stuff, which direct the flow of the air to where you decide you want to put it. Inside all this rests the heater core itself, a small radiator-looking thing that has two hoses coming out of it, which rest right in the path of that fan. Now, as you turn on the fan to blow air across your windshield or out of your vents or whatever, the lever or knob that controls your temperature is going to send either hot engine temp water or freon cooled water from the AC condenser through that heater core. And the air moving across it is, well, it's either going to be heated up or cooled down. Now, this is the unit that will at some point spring a leak. And it's happening a lot in the current, you know, currently in, in a lot of XJs and ZJs. It's usually a pinhole leak, creating not much more than a drip in most cases. But that's enough over time to cause a lot of problems. Low coolant levels are one. This may cause someone to put stop leak in, which can clog up the whole system or service the wrong part. And speaking of servicing, the fix for this involves taking out the whole dash. And if you're not ready for that sort of project, well, this might be a repair best left to the professionals. And that's why I took the opportunity to teach my stepson a valuable lesson in repair costs. Typically, a heater core repair can run you in excess of $1,000 at the dealerships. The little ma and pa shops will charge you anywhere from $800 on up. Well, because we were working on a budget and I didn't really have the time to dive into a heater core swap, I decided to help my stepson out with a valuable lesson in vehicle repairs and how to find a reputable mechanic. I told him about it, about ASE certifications, what they mean, and how they're acquired. I also told him how to spot a shade tree mechanic who's more concerned with scoring some meth than making sure he's doing the repair correctly. <laughs> and after calling and talking to a handful of dealerships and many smaller repair shops, I turned his attention to Craigslist where countless ads, there were countless ads to sift through, and many looked very professional, actually. And after speaking with several guys, we chose one who actually had a really good thing to say. He was way out of our way, but it's better to take your vehicle to mechanic who will get it done right than, well, get it done fast or close to where you live and have issues down the road. It's a good hour drive to where the shop was at, and in the grand scheme of things, it was well worth it. The guy we spoke to was Danny. It turns out he's not only an off-road enthusiast, but an avid Jeep lover, too. And he's got a soft spot for the Grand Cherokees. He's a big ZJ fan, and rightly so. It's a great platform to build off of. Danny owns Swamp Donkey Off-Road. They're on Facebook. If you guys want to check them out, you can find them at facebook.com slash redneckautomotive. Danny was an automotive professional. He even talked, talked Jeep with me for a little bit in the pouring down rain. An absolute trooper. We dropped the Jeep off at Swamp Donkey Off-Road to have the heater core swapped out, and Danny had it, on, had it done on budget and on time. He even went so far as to show us the old heater core. Swamp Donkey Off-Road went above and beyond expectation. The work was clean, and there was no trace left in the vehicle that anything had been done. No greasy fingerprints, muddy boot, pr- boot prints, none of that stuff, no puddle of coolant left behind, missing parts, none of that. Everything works as it should, and there's no more steam on the windshield. The ending got the job done with quality parts, no cut corners, and with excellent customer service. The best part? 
We didn't have to pay those dealership prices. Now, granted, I could have done this job myself very easily and spent even less, but this was a good lesson learned for a young man who's never really had to face any major mechanical issues before. I was able to teach him how to take care of future issues should they be out of his control zone, or comfort zone rather, or know-how, and how to find a good, you know, a good tech that won't take advantage of him or screw him over. I told Danny that I was going to wait a few weeks before I gave him a plug, just to see if there was any issues that might have popped up after the fact. <laughs> you know, I wanted to vet this guy a little bit, so, well, there were none. I feel confident in recommending Swamp Donkey Off-Road if you're anywhere in Oregon or Southwest Washington for any of your Jeep repairs. I would definitely recommend Swamp Donkey. Check him out. Might be a bit of a drive for you, but let me assure you, it'll be worth it. Swamp Donkey Off-Road offers major mechanical services, suspension work, and full builds even, and yes, even heater core replacements for a lot less than you'll find elsewhere. If you'd like to check out Danny and see if there's anything that Swamp Donkey Off-Road can do for your Jeep, well, be sure to check out their Facebook page, facebook.com slash redneckautomotive, or drop us a line and we'll forward you the contact info. I want to say thanks again, Danny, for doing an excellent job and going above and beyond to provide a little extra customer service. Just goes to show you that with a little due diligence, you can find quality repairs for a lot less than you think without worrying if that tweaker is eyeballing your catalytic converter. <laughs> I got a question for you, Josh. It's, a, uh, it's probably the most important question about this. Uh, does a Swamp Donkey have a colorful logo? <laughs> now there there is another swamp donkey which i think is like an illinois or michigan or something like that the, the, he's in oregon so there's a very easy distinction right then and there mm -hmm. uh if you're looking for swamp donkey find him on facebook uh, that'd be probably the best bet or just drop us a line and i'll make sure you get his email address or phone number i, I would say that the biggest difference between those two locations would be the, the rampant gunfire <laughs> yes <laughs> But you might get better work done quicker uh, there in Illinois. You never can say. Never can tell. No, of course, I'm sure it's, uh, it's great. Now, Josh, did I understand you correctly? You got a Grand Cherokee for your, uh, for your stepson? No, it was a regular Cherokee. Okay, I thought, that, thought it was, but I heard you mention Grand Cherokee, and uh, I only halfway pay attention with everything else I'm doing over here, so I just uh, wanted to clarify. Most people don't pay attention to what I say, so you're, you're in good <laughs> yeah. company. Well, that's marriage for you. <laughs> Well, hey, Jeepers, if you let, let, you let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? Now, Darryl, I think you ought to keep that rig at the mall. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you've got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a tank of big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. <laughs> words to live by <laughs> hey folks we kind of left this on the back burner but i wanted to throw it out there as a reminder that we're looking for you guys to submit your questions for an upcoming segment called stump josh you know josh thinks he knows everything <laughs> so here's your chance to make him prove it you just send in your questions at info at jeeptalkshow.com and use the subject line, Stump Josh. <laughs> that should be a lot of fun. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, Josh is asking if we have any uh, voicemails, because I didn't do my part by typing it into the show notes. And, and yes, we do. So Tammy, go, oh, right okay. ahead, go right ahead. Hey, and we also love hearing from all of you on our voicemails as well. So be sure and call our voicemail line at 530-675-4102 
or just jump over to our website at jeepdogshow.com and leave us a message. Click on that little leave voicemail button. And, and, and I know that Nikki G doesn't technically leave us a voicemail and, and we love giving him a hard time, but so, but don't let that put you off for calling in voice We really, oh, no, really Nikki, do Nikki love G's a whole nother yeah. case. Altogether. Yeah. That's a whole nother. He was, he was sent to us specially by the mothership and, uh, yeah, we, we just pull him out every so often. <laughs> so we, <laughs> it's he understands he's he's got the love you know we give him a hard time we're not going to give you a hard time so you know feel free I, I just thought about that because we've the voicemails have kind of been trailing off and i know you people like calling in so i'm thinking oh they're probably it's, scared yeah, you're right it's been proportionally trailing <laughs> off equal to that the the, the grief that the we've given nikki g yes. so and yeah that's an even chart actually there. you know you and i give grief all the time i think it's tammy that's been given the grief to nikki g yeah because he what did he do he really upset <laughs> Me. It was the purple or something. I think it was yeah. It was, it was some comment about the purple or something. Yeah, I don't know. it's like uh, it's like talking about your religion when you start talking about purple with Tammy. I know. Shame. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to some uh, this voicemail. Hey, this is Tony, and I'm Tammy, and this is Josh, and you've reached our twenty four seven voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Hey guys, this is Joe from Long Island. I just wanted to say I love the show, and I've been binge listening since I discovered you guys a few weeks ago. I have a 2013 JKU. It's got a 4-inch lift and 34-inch tires. I lifted my Wrangler, I don't know, probably about a year ago, and it's been great for the most part. But lately, I feel like it's the steering has been a little sloppy, especially at highway speeds. I don't have a wobble, but the steering does feel a bit drifty. I've had people telling me all different solutions, and I just wanted to hear what you, go, you guys thought. Possibly a steering stabilizer, maybe ball joints, I'm not really sure. I also wanted to mention I own a company called Under the Sun Inserts here on Long Island. We make custom grill inserts for Jeep Wranglers. If anybody wants to check us out, you can go to underthesuninserts.com. You can use the promo code JTS17 for free shipping on any order. Um, well, thanks in advance, and keep up the great work on the show, guys. I'll hopefully talk to you soon. So I think I mentioned to you guys about uh, the uh, the uh, uh, Under the Sun uh, Inserts dot uh, com website. I don't know if you had a chance yep, to go over there I, and have a look. Yeah, I, I did. I that did. is an amazing website, first and foremost. Um, and that product is really cool too. It really makes me wish I had a vehicle that I could uh, I could uh, put that in. So yeah. um, you know, I was asking is, him. Uh, I was telling just him. Just go buy a Wrangler. I was. <laughs> I was telling him on chat the other day because we were chatting uh, back and forth. And, uh, uh, he, uh, I said, uh, you know, uh, can you put, um, can you put anything there? Cause Tammy would really like to have a Jeep talk show logo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Her grill. <laughs> and he says they do, uh, any image they can put any oh, wow. image on one. So, uh, I think on the site they show you how to, ins uh, and it's really simple. I mean, it took the guy like two minutes on the video that shows you how to, ins uh, to put those inserts in. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it was an American flag, but uh, if you if you had grandma's picture and you wanted to have grandma's picture in your grill, you could uh, uh, possibly pr provide that image to them and they could make you a special one. So there's there's really oh you know I just thought somebody could do teeth. Yeah, you, you know the the get out of my head. 
<laughs> the fangs and stuff? Was, no, I was just thinking like a big, nice macro close-up of, you know, grandpa's dentures or something like that. And so you just got, you know, big cheese. You know, no, right in the I'm, I'm thinking with the, the evil eye thing that everybody's doing with the, the Wranglers. The angry the, eyes. Yeah, the angry eyes. And then the next thing, of, of course, is to put teeth on there and the grill. Yeah, yeah that's what you need to see. Uh, I wonder if, if that would work any better than uh, having uh, get out of my, you know, move over on in reverse right. letters on the windshield. In reverse letters, yeah. I was going to say, you got to have it in reverse letters. That's good. Yeah, nonetheless, a great product. And uh, uh, as regards to like the, the loose steering and stuff, yeah, we, we've covered this at, you know, at length and done some specials in regards to you know, how to diagnose this and whatnot. Um, it, very easy to, to get underneath and, and start looking at components while you have somebody else yeah. working that steering wheel back and forth. And you're looking for excessive tie rod roll. You're looking for lateral movement back and forth of the, the rod ends and, and where they connect. Um, paying special attention to you know all the interconnection points, um, you know at the knuckles and 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 whatnot, um, and then you know getting the getting the the front end up off the ground and and working that wheel back and forth, you know grabbing it at three o'clock and six o'clock and working it really hard back and forth. And if there's any excess movement back there that's not related to just steering, well then you're gonna you know you have some worn components in the knuckle. And then rise for you know same thing with the you know twelve and six o'clock position. You know, grabbing that, you know, you're going you're gonna to know right away if you've got a wheel bearing issue, um, if, if things start moving around too much. So um, you know, outside of that, you know, definitely want to check out your, your control arm bushings, check out the control arms. All this can be done um, with, you know, somebody else moving the Jeep around a little bit, you know, cycling the suspension some while you're underneath there looking at components, having them work the steering wheel back and forth while you're looking at the steering components. All of this stuff is just going to be it's going to become evident once you do a really good visual inspection. And, and if you're still stumped after that, you're going to have to get it into a shop. So there's a couple. Well, of, I have. Go ahead. I, I just have a suggestion. I don't know if it's this is the answer or not, but I swear by it. And that's my Griffin. Um, it has made driving on the interstate so much better. And I don't know if you had problems before your lift or not, but if you go over to steersmarts.com and look up at the Griffin, um, and even if you go on, I think it's the Wrangler form, people swear by it. Mm -hmm. And it has made driving on the interstate in your Wrangler so much better. There is I, a, will, there, I will uh, go ahead and stress, though, you want to make sure you don't have any other worn components in right. your steering system before you, you, don't mask you go it. ahead and add this in. So, you know, because you, otherwise you might be masking a problem that could, you know, come back again even worse. So yeah. just, you know, be advised. Yeah, there's a couple of things that you didn't mention. At least uh, I don't think he mentioned it. Uh, you guys correct me. Uh, he didn't tell us how many miles he has on the vehicle, uh, assuming that would be miles since any uh, front end components were changed. And because that has a lot to do with it. I mean, if you've got 75,000 miles, you probably don't have worn components unless mm. uh, you have a, a backspace on the wheels that puts the wheels out really far from the uh, wheel bearing assemblies that can cause you issues and wear the components even further. And, and I'll mention this, Josh, you'll probably second this. The steering stabilizer ain't worth a crap. So uh, it's you don't even need it. So I don't think you need a, a new steering stabilizer to help things out. Uh, that's generally not, not the issue. Yeah, it's it's the steering stabilizer is is going to it's it's kind of like putting you know salt on a steak. Unless that steak mm. is really good to begin with, you know, you, you're really not doing a whole lot. So it's um, it, not to say that they don't serve a purpose. Not to say that they can't you know uh, you know benefit your on highway ride a little bit. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, he's right. They really don't do a whole lot. 
you know, I'm on my on my Cherokee. I'm not running a steering stabilizer at all. Granted, I have a much different steering system on there um, than what is at stock, but still, nonetheless, you could take your steering stabilizer off, drive down the highway just fine, and honestly, you're probably not going to notice that big of a difference at all. So we'd like to get you guys to get over to our site and take our survey. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. It'll ask you some basic uh, questions about who you are, uh, what your GPA was in high school and college, uh, and, of course, your PIN ID. Mother's maiden name. (laughs) Mother's maiden name. What what bank do you do banking at? What elementary school did you go to? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All of your pets' names alive and dead. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. When was it's, your- it's, it's just really basic information, yeah. guys. We're just trying to figure out who's listening to the show. We want to try to figure out what is our ideal listener and, and, uh, and who it is who's, who's you know, downloaded and listened to the show. We don't get to see any of that stuff, so we're trying to figure out a yeah. little bit of personal information from you guys so we can better tailor the show to you guys. Absolutely. Hey, and now it's time for Nikki G. Bump it up. You're looking forward to this. You really love Nikki G. You have a oh. secret crush mm-hmm. on Nikki G, you know. He's your world, your son, your everything. Your yep. <laughs> the wind underneath your wings. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I'd like to thank Nate for his uh, installment of uh, Axles. Uh, I've really learned a lot. There's, I really don't know too much about uh, Axles. Well, that being said, I'd hate to correct anybody, but he left out... <laughs> The most popular is this last week, and I believe the best axle there is. I'm talking about Axel Rose, the lead singer from I Guns and Roses. It over. Where is it? You know where you are. You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> that was last week's, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe it so, was. Yeah. He didn't do. He didn't do the the same thing twice, did he? <laughs> I, perhaps. I mean, with Nikki G, uh, Maybe. you know, if he takes that tinfoil know. hat off for too long, yeah. there's there's no telling what's well, going to happen. Well, give me a second. I mean, I love well, I will show. say that uh, Nate, uh, he wrote into the show. He says um, he, he wanted to throw a little bit of uh, XJ Dana 44 info our way. Just kind of some, you know, inside baseball stuff. Uh, just some extra stuff behind the scenes um, in, re- in regards to the other Dana 44 stuff he was talking about last episode. And he was referring to an article from JP Magazine, actually. And it gives some details on the years and whatnot for the XJDN of 44. It's actually some good stuff. If you guys you know, really haven't checked out what JP Magazine has to offer online, it, it's pretty cool. Um, but he says, 10 plus years ago, I found one on eBay, swapped it into the rear of my YJ, paid 600 bucks for it. It's a great axle and fit perfectly into the YJ after swapping the perches and shocks mount, shock mounts out. I'm surprised a picture of mine didn't end up in the JP article linked above. He helped me do the welding before he was with the magazine. Oh, nice little uh, personal connection there as well. So nonetheless, uh, some interesting information for the XJ Dana 44 that uh, he was trying to impart on us. Well, Tony, did you find the proper Nikki G? I'm just looking. The one that I the one that I did um, is well, there. It's, it's very possible he didn't uh, he he didn't do his Maybe uh, homework. He forgot. This week. No, no, we have one here from him. I just think I got the wrong one. Hang on, let me uh, let me uh, just fix this so you guys can hear it, and I'll uh, I'll fix it in post. All right, let's see if this works. Hopefully, I don't think it's stereo, so hopefully you guys will be able to hear it. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I'm getting ready to do a little bit of work on the Jeep. And I always hear it's best to uh, get a jack stand. And I know I'm going to get a lot of eye rolling from Josh, but uh, I got to <laughs> disagree. Uh, jack stand didn't help at all. Having some guy named Jack standing around <laughs> watching the stores is uh, pretty aggravating and didn't help at least all in a bit. 
and uh, laying down on a mat didn't work out too well. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I wasn't comfortable. He wasn't comfortable. <laughs> and I found all his complaining to be kind of distracting. And uh, besides, when your Jeep is teetering on a jack, you tend to work a little bit faster. <laughs> all right, now a disclaimer. The views of Nikki G are solely Nikki G's views and not necessarily the views of the XJ talk show or the Jeep talk show now, but it should be, damn it. <laughs> and now uh, some words of advice from Josh. Y'all have Don't a good one and uh, chat to you later. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, man. No, good stuff. Good stuff from Nikki G. Words always, of wisdom. Always love hearing from <laughs> Uh, well, you know, when you're working when you're working with a jack and and when you're when you're working with a mat, um, you know they have to want to be there. <laughs> you have to chant home. <laughs> you know when you're when 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 they're there against their will, you know it's yeah. No wonder that Jeep was teeter- teetering. All right, entering our second hour of the Jeep talk show. Let's get I over know. to really? <laughs> Jeep Mama's product review. <laughs> hey, we here at the Jeep Talk Show we're given a jamic to review. And then we're going to have a giveaway contest. Now, I was picked to do that review. Well, you know, the weather here in Maryland hasn't exactly been topless in your Jeep weather. Not our problem. Which you, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which you need to have a topless Jeep to test out the jammock. But Tony and Josh, I'm a Jeep girl. Well, better yet, I'm a Jeep mom. And, you know, we're tough and rugged, just like the Jeep Wrangler. So why not test out the jammock on a cold, snowy day? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you might ask, what is a jammock? Well, it's or a what hammock. What is smoking? <laughs> it's a hammock you can use on top of your Jeep Wrangler when you're topless. Your Jeep, that is. Yeah. Oh. It fits all Jeep Wranglers from 1987 to the present. And it also has some other uses, but I tried it out on top of my Jeep over the front two seats of my four-door Rubicon. Installing is a snap. However, a Jeep mom tip, make sure you thread the strap from the bottom of the buckle. <laughs> when I first installed the jammock, I threaded the strap the wrong way. Thankfully, my really smart 17-year-old son suggested I test the jammock before I sat in it. If I hadn't done that, I would have fallen straight through and probably busted my neck. They use NRS buckles, and these buckles are the industry choice for corrosion, resistance, and strength. They are rated for 2,000 pounds each. I was impressed with how well these buckles were made. They are strong and so very easy to use. Okay, now tip two. When getting into your jammock, I found climbing in from the back seat was the best, especially in a lifted Jeep. The jammock's material is made of 1,000 denier cordura nylon, and it's coated for water resistance. The straps are all one piece throughout for added strength. And this product is definitely made with good quality material. Now, the instructions on their their website show you where you should place the straps. I wasn't able to place the straps in the same location as the picture on their website because my roll bar and my frame are just too close together to slide those NRS buckles through. So I improvised and it worked. 
The jammock also has many other uses. It can be used as a hammock over the front or the rear seat. It can be used as overhead storage, a pet barrier or a wind jammer between the front and rear seats, a lounge chair on the back roll bars, a sling seat hammock off the vehicle. I only tried it out as a hammock over the front seat. And because I wasn't able to put the straps like the instructions indicated, which kept the jammock up, while keeping the jammock up when not in use didn't work for me because I couldn't pull it tight and it got in the way of my driving. Now, I love the idea of hanging out and chilling on top of my Jeep. It would make a great accessory out on the trails or at a campsite. The cost is $137.99. Well worth your money. You can go check it out at www.jammock.com. O-C-K.com. Now, folks, we are going to give away this jammock that I tested out to one lucky listener on the Jeep Talk Show podcast. And Tony, can you please let folks know how they can be that lucky winner? Yes, uh, we would like for you to go over, you know, make use of that smartphone in your uh, Facebook account and uh, do a Facebook Live post. We want you to get on there and tell us why you not only want, but why you absolutely need, must have a jammock for your Jeep Wrangler. Uh, And then uh, you need to uh, just put at Jeep Talk Show there in the notes, basically tagging us on it so we'll be able to see that. And, of course, you'll be letting all your friends know uh, about the giveaway and at the same time let them know about the Jeep Talk Show. That's, That's how we're, you know, sucking people in. So... And also, too, we want you to like our Facebook page. So, uh, for uh, Facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. So, you, Facebook Live, uh, it doesn't have to be very long. We just want to know uh, why you absolutely must have one of these jammocks for your Jeep Wrangler. Uh, of course, it doesn't have to be for you. You could be getting it for somebody else. You know, maybe it's grandma's uh, Jeep Wrangler that you're trying to get it for. So, uh, you know, give us it, give it your all because uh, Tammy, Josh, and I are going to be watching these videos and deciding who really, really wants it. Don't break any laws or anything mm-hmm. that we can be blamed or sued over. Uh, or and uh, caught for. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and then remember to like our uh, uh, Facebook page, Jeep Talk Show. Hey, folks, and don't forget to take a moment and take our survey at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. So I want to mention here real quick, you know, Tammy, when you said the, uh, how much the jammock was, I was really surprised because, you know, I bought one of these for my wife's TJ and I spent a hundred bucks for it. So, you know, you guys need to go over there and buy one of these things because the price has gone up. Oh. Uh, looking at their site, it says uh, the jammock for the Wrangler is one twenty four nineteen. Oh, they must have changed since I. Yeah. And also, too, uh, you know, we don't normally talk about it since it's not Jeep-related, but they also have a truck hammock. And uh, I guess yep. I really shouldn't even talk about it since it's sold out. Apparently, it's a very popular yeah. thing. <laughs> that one's really nice, too. It's huge because it goes into the uh, the bed of the truck, and uh, you could probably get a whole party in there. Um, I'll, I'll just leave that, leave that one alone. Uh, but uh, that one's uh, 200 bucks, but it's, it's quite quite large so uh you know you go over to jammock.com and check out all their uh, great products there and don't forget it's a veteran owned company we got to support our veterans folks mm. what do you mean mm. of course we have to support I them. Said, mm-hmm. okay good i thought you were like oh, i don't know hmm, i don't know about that hmm. 
<laughs> uh, scrolling down. All right. Well, let's get over to some wheeling wear. Yeah, this is we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. And we talked about this a little bit last week, guys. Uh, this one's pretty big. It, it's here, Jeep Junkies. It's definitely here. The largest off-road show in America, celebrating all that is off-road, representing manufacturers and retailers throughout the entire 4x4 and off-road industry, connecting and entertaining friends and enthusiasts all across the Jeep truck and UTV and buggy communities. What am I talking about? Well, it's the Unlimited Off-Road Show and Expo, the biggest one in the nation, guys. And it's put on by BF Goodrich, and it's happening March 11th and the 12th. It's happening at the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas. They needed the entire facility because it's that big. For more information, head over to UORExpo.com. That's UORExpo.com for all the information. And hey, drop us a line if you have or know of an event going on, or you are a vendor and want to get the word out about the next show you're going to be at. Well, let us know. And with the help of the Jeep Talk Show's 30,000 plus downloads a month, we'll be sure to get you some additional exposure. Hey, Jeepers, the Jeep Talk Show is an audio podcast as well. If you're watching us on YouTube and want to know about, want to know that the Jeep Talk Show is also available in an audio-only format, great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, TuneIn.com, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. Never miss a single episode ever again. Hey, speaking of subscribing, you can now subscribe with your money. I know, <laughs> you've been waiting for this. Yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the orange button that says subscribe. You can subscribe annually for only $12 a year. I mean, that's like 25 cents an episode. I mean, it's worth a quarter, right? So you can cancel at any time. Even if you don't subscribe, we appreciate you taking time to listen to our show. Hey, and did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? It's true. iTunes is a great free service, and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work. But we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommending that all you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episode much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit that subscribe button. And never miss a great, funny, informative podcast again. And while we're on the topic of subscribing, guys, make sure you check out our YouTube page and subscribe there as well, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. It's how we bring the show to you live every Thursday and Tuesday. So we could definitely use those subscriptions, guys, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Hey, would you like to join the Jeep Talk Show team? Of course you would. We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be uh, the Jeep Talk Show's social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. That's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. At least don't leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay in designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. And if you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles now, you can help keep our trails above lands open for offering you said over to www.treadlightly.org. You know, one of these days, you're going to suck in a fly or more than likely I'm, a yeah, cat hair. Suck a valve is what's going to gonna happen. And you're going to choke for the next Foreign five area, minutes. <laughs> Hey, folks, and don't forget, I have a blog. You can follow me on my really? Jeep journey at jeepmamamma.com. Up to 21.7 trillion page impressions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, find me over at thevoiceofjosh.com. Uh, you find me here twice a week. You know how, you know how it works. <laughs> you guys have a great Jeep week. See you guys. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>